Why should you do business with Sage International Incorporated instead of filing a corporation or LLC on your own, or worse, using one of those $99 plus state fee sites? First, you actually get to talk with someone who is going to work directly with you to develop a business strategy that is tailored specifically to the business you want to start. Second, unless you know what questions to ask, how do you know if the entity you choose will actually do everything you think it should, like protect your assets and significantly reduce your taxes? For over 20 years, Sage International Incorporated has helped thousands of business owners put a proper foundation under their dream. If you want to get started in the right business track, schedule your free 30-minute consultation today. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779 or visit sageintl.com. Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. Peter Padilla here. Glad to be with you on a nice Thursday. Last Thursday of May. Wow, what a spring we have had this year. So much to do, so little time, and so little opportunity with the coronavirus issues still wrapping up. It's taken its toll on real estate, but we are resilient. We're going to talk about resilience, how we deal with the economic situation we're in now, how we make things better for the coming months and years. All you have to do is think just a little bit logically. Sherry Hill from Sage International is going to do just that when she joins us after this quick message. I'm Scott Kelly, and I'm running for re-election to the Washoe County School Board. I visit our schools and meet educators, support staff, and students every day. This shapes how I voted on the school board and my student-first decision-making process. It's why I approved a 3% raise for teachers, because a quality teacher is the most important part of the classroom. It's why I approved renovations at every school, with the focus on security upgrades that keep staff, students, and visitors safe. I've cut inefficiency from Washoe County School District's budget while protecting funding for counseling, libraries, and music, because these are very important to a student's overall education. Lastly, I voted against increasing classroom sizes because that did not put students first. And I voted against the former superintendent's contract, which I felt was too much. You can learn more at www.scottgkelly.com. Please support my re-election. Vote Scott Kelly for school board. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Thanks for tuning into our show today. We are wrapping up the month and looking forward to a great June as the real estate market continues to tick upwards here in northern Nevada. We'll talk about that, look at the stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, talk about what's going on in the state economy. My guest today, Sherry Hill, the Wealth Protection Diva at Sage International. Sherry, I'm glad you're with us today. Oh, thank you, Peter. Always a joy to be here. It's really good to have you here too, Sherry, because you are really an optimistic person to talk to. I have so many positive things coming from you when you're talking to your clients and your prospects, and it seems like you're busier than ever. I'm very lucky to have my office next to yours, so I hear that phone ringing, I hear the chatter going on, talking with people, it sounds like, all across the country. Absolutely, and it's really interesting because a lot of people have really started to utilize some of their talents to move forward in what has been a, you know, very oppressive economy over the last couple of months. And so I find it interesting talking to a young man about 18 years old who's just rocking and rolling mm -hmm. with some online sales. Yeah. And he's thinking, well, maybe I should, you know, start my company. And it's funny because, you know, he doesn't really realize the cost to be in business. Because every time I mention something, it's like, oh, I didn't know that, right? <laughs> so sales tax and business licenses and mm -hmm. compliance and all those things. So, you know, I never want to diminish somebody's dream, but you also have to face reality. True enough. However, the business owners that have really good control of their business, Sherry, um, they have more opportunity to chart their own direction, their own path in the future. So many residents of Nevada, so many workers have been displaced by the coronavirus situation. They, many of them are on furlough. Some of the people have totally lost their 
their jobs. Other people that own businesses, they've been forced to shut down and they continue with, you know, the lease expenses, inventory, spoilage. If you're a restaurant or you deal with another perishable product, it makes it really tough to think about going at it on your own. Maybe though, that's the only way to really protect ourselves is by being self-reliant. Owning your own business gives you a lot more control. Well, it certainly does. I mean, because you get to control your own destiny for one. And two, I mean, I wasn't always the greatest business owner, right? I mean, I've learned a lot over the last three decades. Mm -hmm. And each economic tragedy or world event has really helped me zone in on what does it mean to be prepared, ready, and uh, the ability to endure whatever mm -hmm. is going to come at us. And trust me, it's always going to be something. I, it seems like, Sherry, many of us, we are always being prepared for something. Prepared for uh, future growth in our personal development, our business, our children, our parents. But we've always got to be preparing for something. And one of the things that I learned as a young man, and we probably have all learned just because from our own primal instincts, and that is that you have to protect yourself. You have to, you have to have some reserves, being in your own personal energy, in food in the cupboard and in the refrigerator, or money in the bank in your pocket. But we've got to have some kind of reserve in our world so that we can handle these ups and downs, Sherry. I, I suspect that a lot of the businesses, a lot of the individuals that got in trouble as the coronavirus got into the American uh, cycle of business, they weren't prepared. There's so many people maybe living on the edge. Any little thing comes up and, whoa, the wheels fall off. Uh, you've really got to plan further than just for tomorrow. Oh, of course. And, you know, but you know, easier said than done for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at all the young, you know, teenagers that are going to be graduating from high school and stuff. And I mean, what kind of an economy are they stepping out into mm -hmm. right now? So... I mean, there's just going to be a lot of challenges, I think, for a little bit longer. And but you know, as I always say, we everyone always talks about jobs, 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 mm -hmm. and I'm the one always raising my hand, going, perhaps you should think of entrepreneurship and owning your own company. Yeah, yeah. My guest is Sherry Hill. Sherry is the president and the CEO of Sage International. Sherry's been in business for well over 27 years. And I'm impressed, Sherry, by the fact that you're at the same building, same business. You are doing the same kind of work. It just seems like the American public just doesn't get tired of starting a business and making it grow, do they? No, and that's, you know, we know very well that in order for our economy to thrive and survive, we've got to have small business. And so especially in northern Nevada, there's, you know, you see there's opportunity. Construction is still going. There's mm -hmm. a lot still going on. Uh, real estate, you name it. And so it's just important for people to kind of step out of their own comfort zone and to really look at it and go, if I have this opportunity to do anything that I wanted to do, what would it be? And so, you know, question, is it, is, are you excited to go back to that same job that you were forced to leave? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, is it something that will really make money? I mean, I know a lot of people, Sherry, that want to start a business or do something that they love for their passion, but there really isn't any business with in, any money in it to support it. Um, and I think that's the key is that when people look at a business, I do believe they have to do something they love, something they're passionate about, something that makes them happy. But when it all comes down to it, their activity has to support them and, and maybe even help them prosper. A lot of people go into it thinking that they'll automatically make a lot of money because they're passionate, because they love what they do. It's not really the case, is it? Well, no, like the young man I was chatting with today who, you know, realizing that there's, there is a lot of startup cost in business mm -hmm. and, you know, but if it's worth it and he's passionate and he really feels like this is what he wants to pursue, he'll, he'll do it. He'll get it done. Yeah. Uh, it's good that he's talking with you because you help people in all sorts of business ventures, Sherry. I know that a lot of your background really is in working with real estate investors. I want to let our listeners know that the reason that I 
met you, and one of the things that I'm, I knew about you early was your involvement with um, a really well-known real estate investor. His name is Robert Kiyosaki. And it was 1997 when a good friend of mine came to visit me in, in Arizona, where I lived at the time. He flew in from Florida. And he was excited because he, being an entrepreneur and being a, um, you know, a real investor, if you will, in his own future, he not only launched his own business, but he thought about getting into real estate investing. Well, when he read this book by Robert Kiyosaki, he was so excited. He wanted to come see me anyway, but he brought the book, gave me a copy, and that's how I discovered the book Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Now, fast forward another 10 years later, I get to meet you. And when I meet Sherry Hill, Sherry told me the story about Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Sherry, I would love to share that with my listeners, but I think it comes better from you. Let us know. Well, met uh, my dad was out speaking at a big workshop, and he was talking about asset protection and utilizing corporations, limited partnerships at the time, because LLCs didn't exist. And when he was done talking and really you know, why do you want to use entities, corps, things like that to reduce taxes, protect assets? Uh, this man came marching down the aisle after he was done, shook his hand and said, I cannot believe that all of my high-paid advisors have never talked to me about the importance of protecting my wealth, my assets, etc." And that gentleman happened to be Robert Kiyosaki. So it was before he wrote the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, he became our client. And so we structured him and educated him. And he was sitting in my office one day and he said, Sherry, I'm gonna write this best-selling book and I just wanna know if you're gonna be ready because we're gonna put you in the book, your 800 number, your company. Uh, because I want people all over the world, all over the country to know that you exist and that um, they need to reach out to you. It's really amazing. Yeah. It's really exciting. It's page 207 of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I have one of the early editions of the publication. Uh, first came out in 1997. It's had several issues since then. But on page 207, it does say recommended reading for improving your financial intelligence. Now, there's some good people that are listed here. Jim Rogers, Zig Ziglar, Jack Trout, Donald Trump, C.W. Allen, your dad, the late C.W. Allen. Sherry Hill is just amazing. And there it is, Incorporating Get Rich. That's the book that you wrote. And you, uh, you gave an uh, opportunity for Robert Kiyosaki to read and learn from that book. And there it is. He puts your phone number right in the back of his book. Well, not only that, but I mean, you talk about a rocket launch of our business. So yeah, <laughs> it was it was a great relationship. Still is, for yeah. that matter. So uh -huh. now the book was co-written by Sharon Lecter, who was a CPA, and I had a chance to meet Sharon Lecter a few years ago. Sherry, when she came to Northern Nevada, she was on your radio exactly. show. Exactly. Uh, another dynamic, fascinating woman. I enjoyed meeting her and hearing the things that she had to say. Uh, one of the things that she talked about was the boomerang effect. Your actions speak louder than words. Pretty amazing. That really is what it happens. A lot of people can talk a good plan, but it takes somebody who can not only articulate it to the right people, but to kick it in gear, make it happen, and then see the results. Rich Dad, Poor Dad. What a fantastic launch to Robert Kiyosaki's real estate investment series for investors of all types. I know he has a number of different books. Sherry, I'd like you to hang on to, a, or to your rest of your thoughts because we have to take a quick break. But when we come back, I would like to talk to you a little bit more about Rich Dad, Poor Dad, Robert Kiyosaki, and about the real estate market today in 2020. We'll be back after this. Warm the cold, cool the heat, your HVAC made worry-free. 
All Hours Air makes it their priority to assure your home or office provides warmth in the fall and winter months and cooling in spring and summer. All Hours Air repairs and services air conditioning, furnaces, and water heaters. All makes and models. All Hours Air is the highest rated heating and air repair in the Reno Sparks area with 24-hour emergency service day or night. When you're in need of an affordable and honest contractor for your home or business, choose All Hours Air for the best results every time. With evolving brands and materials, All Hours Air offers customers an excellent selection of products to make your home home or work environment comfortable all hours air at 395 freeport boulevard suite 12 or call 376-9890 that's 376-9890 all hours air license number 77009 hello i'm brian cushing senior loan officer at guild mortgage join me and the rest of the nevada real estate radio team right here on 1180 a.m radio i love talking about my specialty the mortgage world and how we help families in northern nevada accomplish their dreams of home ownership make sure you totally understand before you sign on the dotted line tune in to nevada real estate radio thursday 3 p.m on 1180 a.m radio nevada real estate radio Guild Mortgage Company is an equal housing lender. Company NMLS number 3274. NV Banker number 1076. NV Broker number 1141. Brian Cushing NMLS number 303045. Telephone number 775-453-0345. Located in 6990 South McCarran Boulevard, Suite 200. Reno, Nevada, 89509. All loans subject to underwriter approval. Terms and conditions may apply. Subject to change without notice. There is risk in owning investment real estate in your personal name. Sage International Incorporated, a local business, has been helping new and seasoned real estate investors with their real estate investment strategy by forming LLCs, series LLCs, and corporations for over 23 years to protect their real estate assets. Call 775-786-5515 for a free 30-minute consultation. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. You're tuned into Nevada Real Estate Radio. When people ask me about the money they need to buy real estate, I always recommend that they consider a mortgage at today's super low interest rates. And where do I send my guests, prospects, and clients? I have them visit with Brian Cushing from the Cushing team at Guild Mortgage. These guys are outstanding mortgage lenders. That's all they do. They don't worry about checking accounts, savings accounts, CDs, safety deposit boxes. No, no, no. Mortgage loans. That's their specialty. That's all they do. And they love making it happen for first-time home buyers, investment buyers, move-up buyers. I mean, you name it. The Guild team at the Cushing team, Guild Mortgage, they can do a great job. Give Brian Cushing a call. You can reach him at 775-453-0345. Brian Cushing's NMLS license number is 303-045. All of Brian's contact information is on our website, nevadarealestateradio.com. We'll make it easy to connect with Brian Cushing. In the studio today, Sherry Hill. Sherry's the president and CEO of Sage International. Sherry, you also have your own radio show. Let us know a little bit about that. Yes, the Sherry Hill Show, which airs on the same station here. Different day, different time. However, uh, what I really enjoy about it is I reach out to different authors, speakers, business gurus around the country and really try and help people understand, you know, is there a better way, a smarter way, an easier way Uh, to work within your business or work on your business. And so I'm always reaching out to people all across the country. So that's why I'm so smart, because I talk to so many people who teach me and educate me. You know, a lot of times (laughs) I learn things by the questions that people ask me. You know, I, I may not know all the answers, but I have some general ideas. And in some cases, it it really motivates me to find those answers and and then find out why would they ask that question. So listening really is a great skill that you need to have in business. And when you're talking about real estate or your own business, I mean, you really got, you've got to know what your clients absolutely need. You ever find some, sometimes, Sherry, that client has a hard time telling you exactly what they mean when they say they want to accomplish a goal or they want to do something? 
articulation can sometimes be a challenge. Absolutely. So I have to be a very good listener and I have to ask really good questions. And so, you know, because people, they're out there on the internet and they're researching and they come to me thinking, oh, this is what I need or I want. Mm -hmm. And, or they've gone to some workshop or seminar and, you know, this is what everybody should be doing. And what I have discovered and why people really appreciate what I do is, I mean, I look at every single individual as an individual, mm -hmm. as far as their structures, their strategy, what they're trying to accomplish, and we build around that. And so that's the difference of being someone who is a strategist, you know, that's why I am the wealth protection diva, right? versus a filing service right and so that's why we're still here and definitely helping a lot of people especially now a lot of real estate investors i mean they're tapped all over the country right meaning they're investing in areas they don't live right. because that's where the opportunity is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and with the digital world that we live in allowing us to see properties and get stats from all parts of the country I mean, it is more common that real estate investors, they're investing all across the country and they, like you say, sure, they may not even physically see the property, but they might see it on video well, or satellite. I'm deal I deal with a lot of military folks. I mean, they've lived somewhere because they're stationed there. They see opportunity. They buy investment property. They get transferred. Now they live somewhere else. They see opportunity. They buy investment mm -hmm. property, mm -hmm. but they really live somewhere else, right? right? And yeah. so you have to you know, really look and take all that into consideration mm -hmm. to go, what is going to make the most sense for you from where should you be structured? Where are we calling your home? And how do you protect all of that when you're not physically there anymore? You need to have a great strategist, a great partner, if you will, and a great resource like Sage International. Sherry Hill, it's tough right now during the coronavirus era. It, it doesn't matter whether you own a business, you want to own a business, you're an employer, you're an employee. I mean, there's so many difficult things to think about. Testing is one of the big things that I'm reading about in today's publications. It says companies are embracing testing as employees return to work. Now, you know, when you look at an, uh, a, a business that employs 10 people, 20 people, 50 people, 100 people, a ton of people, You've got to go through all of those processes. And I know that many of the big companies that want to get open and want to get back in business, including the casinos of Nevada, they're going through all the exercises and planning that they need to, to open up. But it's so complicated. I mean, it was tough to be in business anyway. Now, when you've well, got to do all this on top of it, I mean, how are businesses going to be able to do this? And do you think that some of them are just going to say, hey, forget it, I'm I'm going back to well, my I, old I think job. A lot of, I think a lot of them will try, but I mean, you know, it's again a cost and a burden. And, you know, I just, I don't know. And I don't know how long this needs to last, right? <laughs> so you've got to buy, you know, additional supplies. You've got to have more janitorial services. So all it's doing is adding mm -hmm. cost to the bottom line that mm -hmm. is not going to drive profit unless, let's say, you're a restaurant and because now people feel comfortable and safe to show up because they know you're cleaning more thoroughly or whatever. I don't know, but it just seems like, you know, it's, it's going to be a bit of a burden. And so my, I'm really looking at what's going to happen over the course of the next 60 days. Yeah, I think we're going to see a lot of businesses. Let's, let's, let's focus on restaurants. We went to a restaurant today, a, our first, it was our first restaurant lunch uh, since all of this lockdown started to happen. And, you know, it was thin in the restaurant because they're only allowing 50% occupancy. So it's every other booth, every other table. And, you know, it's just odd. It just doesn't feel right. But I understand they have to go through that process for a little while before they get momentum. I'm afraid, though, Sherry, that some of the businesses just won't be able to take it much longer because... There was no way this restaurant was making enough money to pay for the staff and food today. Not enough people in there. How can they keep it up? Are they betting on the come? Are they going to reap the benefits down the road when other competitors can't keep up and they have to close down? Or will we get to a point where eventually there's no such thing as going out to eat anymore? 
It's only takeout. I don't think so. I think a lot of these restaurants that are survived and are ramping back up have also created a new base of customers that like takeout. Mm -hmm. And so I don't know that that's going to be, you know, the death knell of the restaurant. However, it, you know, like any crisis, you are forced to think differently, figure out different ways to create streams of revenue, and then continue to capitalize on those streams when it goes back to what we would call normal. Mm -hmm. And so mm -hmm. that is going to be my, um, I'm pretty sure that's what happened is he, kept his client base happy, expanded it with takeout, yeah. and now people go, you know what, maybe I don't have time to go sit down in the restaurant, but I love the food and I know they're still in business. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio. My name is Peter Padilla. I'm with Sherry Hill. Sherry's our guest from Sage International. She works with a lot of business owners, real estate investors, uh, people that are wanting to launch a new business or maybe change businesses that they've had, or maybe they're moving from one state to another. So many details, so many things that you need to do when you own a business. Sherry, you and I were talking about redomestication not long ago. I found that to be an interesting conversation because it's kind of like uh, when you want to hang on to your company when you move from one state to another, a lot of benefits by keeping that company if you can do it. Absolutely. Would you explain to our listeners briefly a little bit about what domestication and redomestication is? Yeah, so domestication is where we initially form you, and there are a handful of states that allow us to move a company from a different state to a new state and consider that to be its new domestic state. All right, so a lot of folks are moving from, let's say, California to Nevada. Yeah, I can, I can take their California company, physically uh -huh. pick it up, yeah. and drop it into the state of Nevada and eliminate it out of the state of California. So it's, it's about a two or three step process, but we've been doing it for years, and it, what it does is it preserves the same exact company. So you're not changing EIN numbers, you're not having to change the name, it's a little bit of paperwork and away you go. Still the same exact company. That's a good thing for companies in California to know that want to leave the state for a variety of reasons and maybe move to Nevada or move to another state that's maybe more tax friendly, maybe less taxing in other ways. Well, like now maybe less populated. Less I heard pop people in New York are starting to talk about maybe we should get out of New York. You know, there's a whole swath called the Middle America. Mm. that has some breathing room. So, <laughs> well, there's a guy, there's a business owner in California. I hope he's listening to our show right now. And if he's not, well, next time I see him, I'm going to mention the domestication and re-domestication opportunities, Sherry, from Sage International. You know who I'm talking about, got a business in California. His name is Elon. And Elon is thinking about moving his company, I know, to another state. So there you go, Elon, if you're listening. You can re-domesticate Tesla to Nevada or any other state, Sherry Hill can take care of you. Sherry at Sage International. The best way to get a hold of you, Sherry, I know is on your website, sageintl.com. And I'm just tickled that you're available to visit with us because, I mean, there's so many people that consult with you and want to talk to you about their business, about their real estate holdings. When you come to my radio show, uh, people get this information for free, the easy way. All right. Well, I also work with a lot of realtors, real estate agents, set them up as well. So uh -huh. it's not just investors. It's anybody in the real estate world yeah. from appraisers. You know, you all need to think about how do I effectively reduce my taxes, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And so right now we're in a great place for reducing taxes. There's credits that'll probably be showing up. And so I actually uh, work with a lot of people in the real estate world, not just investors. Yeah, very nice. Well, and I know you've got people in all kinds of retail businesses and online businesses and direct businesses. But the key, Sherry, is that I hear you talking about how forming the right kind of entity is really the best kind of protection for your company. Please hang on. We're going to talk to you more about that after this quick message. I love Sherry Hill, and you will too after you listen to the Sherry Hill Radio Show. Sherry Hill is known as the wealth protection diva because she knows the world of business like no one else. 
Robert Kiyosaki, author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, recommended her book, Incorporate and Get Rich. And to this day, the phone keeps on ringing from people that want more success from their business. Tune in today to the Sherry Hill Radio Show right here on 1180 AM Radio. The Sherry Hill Show. We're back with Sherry Hill from Sage International. Sherry, before we went to the break, we were talking about how you can actually protect your business, protect your livelihood by forming a company. Explain to our listeners how that protection is there. And look, regardless of whether you do business the same day as you did yesterday, the day that you're in business, there's some advantages. Well, definitely. I mean, you have so many things to think about when you start a company because it is not you, right? When you're a sole proprietor, you are the business. Mm -hmm. And so anything goes on in that business, you are personally and legally responsible. So all the debt, everything. So when we form an LLC or a corporation, what we're essentially saying is now I am an authorized representative of that business. Mm -hmm. I am not the business. And so what that does from a liability standpoint is it removes you and all your personal assets from the business. It also allows you some great tax benefits that you don't get as a sole proprietor. Hmm. And, you know, you pay the highest tax rate when you're a sole proprietor versus if I'm a C-Corp or an S-Corp where I have way more opportunity to effectively reduce taxes. Mm -hmm. And if you are building an asset, which is your business, if you ever want to sell it someday, really hard to sell a sole proprietorship. Uh, Sell something that uh, is not a business, right? It's not a legal business. I mean, you might be able to sell a database or something. But when you have a business, you have an asset because out of your business, you're creating all kinds of intellectual property trademarks, copyrights, trade secrets, all kinds of things. You're building a business. I always look at it as a big box, right? Mm-hmm. And what are all the cool things you're putting in that box from you know great employees to great clients to marketing systems, all these things that have value. And so when you're starting a business, you're always thinking about what's my exit? Is it my goal to hang on to it? Is it my goal to pass it to my family? Is it my goal to sell it on the open market? Or, as most sole proprietors do, they just put the key in the front door, lock it up, and walk away, and they've worked for decades, and they did not build the value of that business. Yeah, I know a lot of business owners that leave that way, Sherry, and it's just like if all they had was a job all that life. You know, they, they created their own job, but they had a job, and when it was over, they stopped working, and it was done. The beauty of what I see that you do, Sherry, is that when you help somebody form and shape a company, that company itself has value. It's something that can be sold as, you know, just like you sell a car or a house. If you have a business that has value, you can sell it for real cash. I mean, I love the fact that a business is is like a machine. It's actually generating income every day. People come in, people come out, money comes in, money gets deposited. When you have a business that you're looking to sell or buy for that matter, that's what you've got. It's a machine. And when you create that machine, then that machine in, in, in your side, it's an entity. It's a, it's an, it's, well, it's, I put the foundation under the dream. Yeah, it lives. And now the dream is what is going to create the lifestyle that you want. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, there's all those pieces as to how you create a successful business. But I always encourage people to think like that, that you're working on something that at some point mm-hmm. you should be able to sell. It has value. It has reputation. It has uh, great people working for it. And I'm not talking about, you know, companies that you need thousands of employees. Right. You know, right. one to ten employees. Right. Great size company mm-hmm. if that fits your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And um, they're a lot of fun because there's no one else telling me what I can or can't do. So, Sherry, let me ask you a question, if I may. And this might help our listeners understand a little bit better the value of having a company as opposed to just going it on your own. So let's say that you decide to open up a small restaurant, a hot dog stand, because a relative gave you a little piece of property on a busy street. You decide to open up a hot dog stand there. 
And so you do your work. You put money into it. You buy the equipment. You put the sign up. You get advertising. Next thing you know, you're buying your meat products and your breads. You've got people coming. And then those customers are coming in the door. You've got this all going out of your own pocket. Small business, sole proprietorship, no incorporation. Then something happens. Then something happens. Somebody slips and falls. And next thing you know, you're getting it's sued. over. Well, you're getting sued. <laughs> so you're getting sued because somebody slipped and fell on a wet floor in your restaurant. I mean, do you have any... Can, do you, can you buy insurance to protect you against that if you are a sole proprietor? Well, sure, but insurance should be your second line of defense. Mm -hmm. Your first line of defense should be your entity. Yeah. Because statutorily, it says that if the business is at fault, then the business is the one responsible. Not if the business is, is at fault, then I, Sherry, the owner, mm -hmm. am at fault. And so it's, it's really that first line of defense, asset protection, insurance is the second line of defense, and then we go into some other layers of defense depending on the nature of your business and everything else. Sherry Hill from Sage International is our guest today. She's our expert when it comes to incorporating, forming a business, whether it's a retail store, an online store, investment property, realtors, I mean, you name it. If you want to grow your business, you first got to be in business, officially in business. Sherry Hill, if I had opened up that hot dog stand, and yes, I got sued, and I was not incorporated, and I decided, well, it's a business. Why don't I just file bankruptcy on that business, and I'll be okay? Is that is that something that could be done if I was not incorporated? Well, um Yes, you can. I mean, anyone can file bankruptcy. But I mean, but <laughs> I mean the business would file, not the individual, not me. Well, no. If I'm a sole proprietor, I am the business. So I, so my. So all the debts are my debts. Okay. All the obligations are my obligations. Okay. There's no separation. Okay. So let's say that I would incorporate, and then the same thing happens. Now I'm forced. Uh, essentially, my only way out is a lawsuit. But I'm incorporated. My hot dog stand is in a business. Does that mean that Peter Padilla has to file bankruptcy personally? No. Or, no, you're separated. So the, from business, the business would file bankruptcy. Would I and I would be? You'd be oh, all right. I would be all right, even if my business failed. Yes, of course. Well, that. Uh, could, Why are we talking such negative stuff? Well, I'm just the reason <laughs> I'm asking is because I'm trying to demonstrate how valuable it is to incorporate, especially when you see. So many people struggling in right. their businesses but, across but here, the country. Here's, I always want to make this case because everybody talks about the liability. I mean, the likelihood that you're going to get sued is far less than a, the yearly expense of taxes. Mm. So taxes are a much greater liability for business owners than the potential of a lawsuit. Okay? Mm -hmm. And so when I think about, you know, why do I talk about asset protection to me, if I can put more money in your pocket because you're paying less in taxes, then you're in a much better financial position, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. And so people get hung up on the liability side and the lawsuit side. Uncle Sam is banging on your door every single year. And it's not just the federal government, it's also the state. Mm -hmm. Unemployment taxes and all the other types of taxes, sales tax, all that stuff that become liability for your business. Mm -hmm. So it's more of that ongoing situation that you have to protect yourself against because there's always going to be something, right? Yes. And probably one of the reasons that people are coming to Nevada is our, there's the fact that we have no state income tax. So Sherry, when people are talking to you about their businesses, uh, you're asking a lot of questions about what state are you in, where do you live, where, how many locations that you have. And so that's part of your strategy, I know, is determining where. Right. Where do we incorporate this business? Where, exactly. And But really, it's about education. How do we make sure that you use this entity to its full potential? Yeah. It's amazing what you do for your clients. Sure, I know that's why they love you, because you really do care about them. And although most of your business, I know, is done over the telephone, I know you feel like you've got a really good relationship with your clients because you often tell me that you've been in other parts of the country, uh, Florida one minute, and then you're in Yes, Cincinnati. I live vicariously through my clients, so I travel all over the country <laughs> every day. 
and so it's just a lot of fun. But you know, I also do a lot in the nonprofit world. Oh, yeah. So you know, it's just anything around uh, creating that structure so that you can go on and build the lifestyle and the life that you want. Yeah, and I want it all good, Sherry. I think really all Americans want to have that great lifestyle for their themselves and for their families. You mentioned earlier why we talk about negative things, and you know sometimes we just talk too much about negative things in our society, and we don't focus on all the good things. I absolutely love being American. I'm so fortunate to live in northern Nevada and to have the friends and beautiful family that I have. Too many times we forget about the positives in our world, focus too much on the negatives, and then that's our new world, negative. I'm telling you, I'm hearing a lot of positive things everywhere I go here in northern Nevada, from the business owners, the people that I see, I hear very little negative, Not nothing like I hear on some of those cable TV channels. What do you hear around the country? I deal with a lot of business owners, yeah. so we're in a different mindset than if I was a W-2 worker that was furloughed from my job. As many of us are kind of, I guess the word I would use is curious. I, I'm not sure how we got where we are today, right, with all the shutdowns mm -hmm. and and all of that because it was a lot of it was based on faulty data. For many of us, we're just kind of riding it out and waiting to see what's gonna happen next. And so, you know, I show up to work every day and we do business as usual with a few of the requirements, of course. But um, everyone is pretty optimistic, yeah. you know, and feels like, we're ready to get this economy back rocking and rolling. And so all of us that own companies have to do our part to ensure that the backbone of this country continues to exist. You bet. You're talking about small business, Sherry Hill. That's what I love about you is you love small business. And when you're in the small world, small business world, you've absolutely got to have a team of champions on your side. And Sage International is just that champion. I want to thank you for being with us today, Sherry Hall. Thank you. You know, we're going to continue on our radio show. We're going to look at the numbers that have just arrived from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. We're going to look at some of the highlights that have been going on across some of the national media. Uh, mortgage lenders are getting a little bit of skittish feeling because of the things happening with the new mortgage opportunities or challenges, if you will, in America. We'll talk about that and more. And Sherry, I hope you come back to visit with us sometime soon. I will. Thank you. All right. We'll be back after this quick message. There is risk in owning investment real estate in your personal name. Sage International Incorporated, a local business, has been helping new and seasoned real estate investors with their real estate investment strategy by forming LLCs, series LLCs, and corporations for over 23 years to protect their real estate assets. Call 775-786-5515 for a free 30-minute consultation. That's 775-786-5515. Call Sage International. We're back on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Good day to be with us on the air today. My name is Peter Padilla, your host, and we are in our 15th year of weekly broadcasts, helping people make great decisions when it comes time to buy or sell real estate. It was back in 2012. Everybody was calling me that I knew of because at the time, I was a mortgage lender, and people wanted to know the answer to that question. Have we hit the bottom yet? You know, by the time we got to 2012, that question had been asked so much that people weren't even concerned about it anymore because the prices were just heading in the same direction. Down, down, down. Every month, the report came in. But it was in January of 2012 that we saw that lowest number in the past decade. $150,000. That was the median home price in the Reno Sparks area at the time. And for the people that had bought homes in the $200,000, $300,000 price range, well, they were devastated. Many people lost their homes, walked away from their homes, or just gave up on the whole idea of being homeowners because it was such, such a tough, tough time in the real estate world in northern Nevada. And it really soured the taste of investing in real estate for many people. But it didn't take long for the market to turn. And the smartest people 
were the ones that had the challenges but came back roaring. Bought real estate in 2012, 13, and 14, and look what's happened now. Well, the median home price in northern Nevada has taken off dramatically. It is not $150,000 like it was in 2012. The latest stats from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors tells us that the median sales price for an existing single-family residence in the Reno Sparks area is now $416,500. That's a 10% increase from last year and a half percent increase from last month. Now, existing condominium and townhome sales prices are a little bit different. 2020, 230, I'm sorry, $230,000. That's a slight decrease from last year of 5%, but still $230,000 for a condo. I mean, that, that is a huge, huge change from 2012. I mean, for that money, you could have bought a luxury home in 2012. So does that mean that today's prices are way out of line, that we should wait until we get to pricing like we had in 2012 before we decide to buy a home? Obviously, the answer is no. You see, it all depends on where you are at your particular moment. In 2012, there were certainly some people that needed to buy homes, perhaps that just got a new job in Reno, perhaps that were just upsizing or downsizing and they hadn't been impacted by the economy to the extent that they could not afford it, but they bought the home because they needed the home. Well, if that situation was true today and somebody needs to buy a home, that same home for the most part is going to cost $416,500. It's just a fact. In 2012, there were a lot more problems with employment. There were not nearly the number of jobs that were available up until recently here in northern Nevada and across the country. The economy is different. The needs are different. The timing is different. When is the best time to buy a home? When you need to. Take a look at some of these other numbers that we're looking at. If you look at just Reno and you eliminate Sparks, right? You say, I just want to live in Reno. What is that Reno number? That Reno number would include everything up to the north valleys of Reno. So again, Reno Sparks combined, median home price, $416,500. If we look at just Reno proper and north valleys, the number goes up to $439,500. That's an almost a 10% increase from the year prior. It's quite a bit. If you look at just Sparks, Sparks kind of a value. Median home price for the same kind of typical residence, not $439,500, rather $386,450. That's a pretty big jump. I mean, that's about $60,000 difference for a typical same size home. Condominiums in Sparks are a little lower than they are in the Reno area. Reno has condos at $230 for the median home price, Sparks $211. 500. It's going up as well year to year. I mean, for Sparks, they went up almost 18%. But what we're getting at is this. Good values exist where you need to buy a home and where you can afford it. But if you're just comparing small pockets near each other to another, then Sparks certainly offers more value for the money than Reno if it fits for you. I was talking with April Labrie from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors earlier today. A lot of new activities going on there. I encourage you to visit their website, rsar.net, to find out all the happenings in the world of real estate and see what our own local organization is doing to help not only the realtors of our community, but the populace as well. We want to be smart home buyers. We want to make the right choices. The Reno Sparks Association of Realtors is a great help. To make that happen. We get good information that we can pass on to our listeners, like these market report data stats that we get every month. Let's look at what's happening in Fernley. Why do I like Fernley? Well, Fernley is to me the Beverly Hills of northern Nevada. Close to Los Angeles, but not so close. I love Beverly Hills when I go to the Los Angeles area. I love Fernley when I come to the northern Nevada area. Fernley is an awesome place to be because, well, I grew up in a farm. Rural kid is what I was. I drove a bus from the country into school every day, and, you know, I'd go through the cornfields and the wheat fields and the beet fields and the hay fields and the honeybee apiary and 
you know, going to school in the bus really got got me out and about. That I I was able to see where different friends lived and different kinds of homes and lifestyles. And going to Fernley, it reminds me of that. I like to go shopping there sometimes. My favorite ice cream store is there. Friendly, friendly people in friendly Fernley. So what's the cost to buy a home in Fernley? And how does it compare to Reno and Sparks? One more recap. Reno and Sparks average, or rather median home price, $416,500. Fast forward to Fernley, 35 miles away, the median home price, $273,450. That's only about $40,000 more than the price of a condo in the Reno Sparks area. So you can see you get a lot more house for the money in Fernley. Now, it's a different kind of lifestyle, but it's close. If you have family in Reno and you live in Fernley, you're about half an hour, 45 minutes away. Vice versa. If you have family in Reno and Sparks living in an urban area and you live in Fernley, it's a little more of a rural area and it's easy to get farmland in Fernley because you're in an agricultural area. So many nice things to consider about that rural lifestyle. If it's right for you, you can save a lot of money by looking at Fernley. You know, we have a lot more stats, a lot more information that we get from the Association of Realtors. We get the number of new listings, how many units are sold, the median sales price, active listings, much, much more. One of the places I recommend that you research your stats is that our good friend Dan Ryder's website. Dan is one of the top realtors and the broker owner at Nevada Home Connections. You can check out his website to get more market stats at relocatingtoreno.com. One more time, relocatingtoreno.com. Dan Ryder from Nevada Home Connections can help you analyze and break down those stats, information, so that you can make a great deal when it comes time to buy or sell that next piece of real estate. I want to thank my guest for being on the show today, Sherry Hill, President and CEO of Sage International. She is one fantastic woman. I've never known anybody who cared so much about the people that she works with as Sherry Hill. She truly loves her employees, her associates, and most of all, her clients. She's a premier business strategist, top-rated business instructor, a national speaker, and a best-selling author. I encourage you to read Sherry Hill's book, Incorporate and Get Rich. You will. <laughs> Thanks for being with us today, and I'm looking forward to visiting with you again next week here on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Until then, goodbye, everybody. You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to peter at nevadarealestateradio.com.